How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Sane podcast. It's your host, Adam Sane, and I'm with special guest, Bo Vines. Bo, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? Bo, so tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Well, I'm from Ackworth. I moved to Georgia Southern in Armuda Statesboro when I came to Georgia Southern in 2010. Uh, finished my undergrad in uh, education, and I got my master's degree. Um, then I applied for a teaching job at Statesboro High School uh, straight out of uh, grad school. I actually had an interview the same day of graduation, got that job, and I've been teaching at Statesboro High School for the past five years. That's this awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you teach what, what, what um, class? I, I what teach classes? health and personal fitness. Okay. Very nice. And how do you like it? Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy. I coach wrestling. It's just what I'm really passionate about. I get to teach uh, incoming freshmen about health and nutrition, and um, and get to do a fitness course with them. So I like that as well. Very nice, uh, Bo. You know what? When, obviously, like we've we've kind of encountered each other for um, a period of time now. Uh, but one of the one of the interesting parts of your story for me is that you recently made a career change. Uh, if you want to tell me a little bit about that. That's right. I, over the past year, got my real estate license um, and am now an active uh, license holder. I've been you know, doing some buying and selling for people in the Statesboro area for the past six months or That's so. That's cool. So That's cool. It's been good. It's been good. It's, uh, it's kind of a new, new avenue that I'm really enjoying. So, What, what kind of led you to do that? Well, we, op me and Stephanie, my wife, opened that Statesboro Elite Dance Studio three years ago at the end of 2017. Okay. And that was our first kind of venture into the business world, into the start. You know, we started that business from scratch. You know, we had saved up money. We took out loans. We got a space. We started it from absolute scratch. That's awesome. And we did that just, we had heard that she, she was working at George Southern at the time, and we had heard that there was going to be budget cuts and we weren't sure if she was going to get her position back just because they were cutting entire positions out of the budget and this is when you started this is studio? when we this is when we started the dance okay. studio that's right um she was teaching i was teaching you know had the stable job the you know the steady income all that you know uh, that safe you know out of college we were we were pretty happy and then all of a sudden we got news that she might not have a position and so we sat and talked about what our options might be and you know what we can do and we had just bought a house our first house and we were just worried about in general you know worried about our what we would do if we just lost half of our income you know as a married couple so we decided that we were going to use her many years of dance expertise and we were going to start our dance studio we thought there was demand we kind of you know had a little we developed a business plan and and just went for it and then you know, that has gone well. We're growing the studio. Like I said, we're going into our third year. And I just feel like we are now on different schedules. She's no longer at Georgia Southern. She's, you know, working all the time. You know, you own the business. She's working all the time. I, I try to help her, but, you know, I've just been exploring other options in order to get kind of on the same page. And um, some paths have led me to real estate and so I decided I was going to get my license and so that starting our own business was kind of the catalyst to me making that decision. So before we kind of like jump into the real estate sure. side of things uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I think you know a lot of times it's very challenging to make that leap. You know uh, you go from 
a position that is kind of like you know paying you a salary, that consistent income, and you're making the leap into something that you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so there's risk involved. Uh, how do people, you know, obviously you have gone through that. How do people overcome that? What, what's the best way, uh, what's the best advice that you can give someone that's in that, in that same position? Well, you know, people do what they know. I mean, that's just, that's, that's human nature, you know, in your, in your comfort zone. Both my parents are teachers, both Stephanie's parents are teachers. You know, we have very little experience with, you know, entrepreneurship in our families. You know, no, nobody growing up was somebody we could look to for that kind of exposure. And so, um, not that there's anything wrong with that, it's just human nature. So I think most people will tend to just do what they know, to kind of stay in that comfort zone. Uh, we were forced to make a decision just because Stephanie was going to be forced to. So, so you knew that, that at some point that she was not, no longer going to be at, the, at, the, um, at well, Georgia Southern? Well, it turned out that she did get her position renewed okay. um, that year. Okay. And that was, like I said, uh, three years ago. And due to the budget cuts from COVID and the merger with Armstrong, she now, the position got eliminated anyway. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in, in, in reality, you know, in, in essence, we, are, we did what we set out to do. We, you know, started the business in case she lost her position. She ended up actually losing the position, you know, through no fault of her mm -hmm. own, just the budget cuts. But we are prepared now. And nice. so, you know, it, it was still... Still scary, still a risk, but we did what we set out to do. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. And so that was kind of like, you know, the, the step that took you towards moving towards, I guess, you know, entrepreneurship. Um, when did, I guess, the whole real estate thing happen for you? Well, I've been, in, you know, I've been interested in real estate. You know, we bought and sold our first house and we did some improvements on it. We made some money on it um, and it kind of got the spark going. My brother-in-law has done some real estate investing himself so i've done some just kind of picking his brain and and seeing how that works and um in in any way i i met uh paul newman through paul newman paul newman paul newman yeah so i met all <laughs> all roads lead back to paul newman <laughs> that guy that's right okay so you met him i met him through the dancing with the stars very nice and uh you know at a fundraiser and um we got to talking and he was like you know you're welcome to come shadow me you know, and come kind of see what it's like and see what it would take. And so I took him up on it and decided that, you know, I did want to pursue that a little bit and see how, what, where it would take me. So I decided to go ahead and purchase the, you know, the class and get started on that path. So how, um, what period of time? So we we're talking in three months ago, six months ago. I started taking the class in late December, mm -hmm. you, you have to take a pre-exam course that's a certain amount of out, you know, credit hours or... Is this all online? On, it's online. Okay. Oh, okay. you can, there, it, it can be either or, okay. but I did the online. Um, but I did that in December. But before that, you know, there was probably a year where I was trying to formulate what it would look like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm still, you know, teaching and I'm still, you know, involved with the business and... So, you know, I was trying to figure out what it would look like. And so over that year, I decided I, I had kind of worked some things out, decided to purchase it. And then over about a two month period, took the course, passed the exam, all the examinations got sponsored by Statesboro Real Estate. Um, and I'm now a agent with them. So awesome. Congratulations on that. Thanks. Tell, uh, walk me through kind of like the experience of, you know, that year. So you had a year of like, you know, kind of 
I guess, going back and forth, trying to formulate, as you said, what that looked like? Yeah, I mean, it's scary. You know, I had the experience from the dance studio. You know, it's scary. You have to, you know, really take, take on some risk. Um, you know, it costs several thousand dollars to just to get your license in the state of Georgia and pay all your dues and everything like that. But, you know, just going back to the studio, we had already, you know, we had already at that point, we were paying off loans that we'd taken out to renovate at the very beginning and, you know, create the dance studio. And it's risky. It's any time you take a step out, you know, it's, you, you have financial risk, you have, you know, a lot of stress, a lot of work. Um, and so I was just trying to make sure we were in a financial place that we could take on that risk and, and, um, and, and formulate a plan. I like to have a, you know, I like to have a plan. So uh, people often talk about there's one, some moment in there that you're like, all right, this is going to be the move, right? Did you have that? Or was there a moment that you were like, all right, let's, let's, let's make this happen. Can you recall? I don't, I don't know if there was a particular like trigger, but you know, I always, you know, I always think about general Patton said, uh, a, a good plan executed violently right now beats a perfect plan next week. Mm. You know, so I'm very, I'm a big believer in just being decisive and, you know, decisions you make are going to open up doors, mm -hmm. but, you know, based on, it gets you going, you know, and, and whether that might be the path you finish on it, you know, it may not be, but decided I was going to, you know, I've been talking about this, I've been looking at it, I've been researching, I've been, I'm as informed as I'm ever going to be. At some point, you've got to take the step or not. And so I just had some time off of school during that break. I, I do remember it was a, it was our Christmas break and I had come back from a wrestling tournament on that Saturday and on that Sunday, I decided I was going to start the course because I, I only had one day off a week on the, during that, during that coaching season. So, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just need to make a decision that you think is good and go with it. Uh, I, I honestly believe that, you know, I tell my team all the time, it's, it's about the actions, right? I mean, you can think about it all you want, but the moment that you like take that first step, like that, that's what everything says, right? That first step is the hardest thing. Yep. So, um, so, so you took that step and then you move forward. What was, what was after that? So you, uh, started the course, uh, the course lasted how long? For you, it took me about six weeks. And th during the six weeks, were you also uh, working as a teacher? Like, oh, I on was the still, side? yeah, I was okay. still teaching, coaching, juggling both, and and the dance studio stuff. And the dance studio, okay. Not to, yeah, not to mention our other, you know, we work also with our other family, our uh, my brother-in-law's business that they've started, and um, we help them with them with that in the spring as well. So you know, it wasn't a. Um, I was committed to it, but it did take me a little bit. So talk to me about, I guess, like the thing that comes to mind is there's, there were certain sacrifices in there, meaning sacrifices of time, just to, just to say the least, right? That's right. Um, I mean, there's certain things that you had to give up in order to achieve that goal, right? And then for you, so what, what were those things? What did that look like for you? Well, there's definitely sleep sacrifices, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't sleep, everybody. Like, don't, 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 uh, don't do that. All right. That's right. I mean, there, there just is. You know, you got to get up early. You got to stay up a little bit late. Um, and there's definitely time sacrifices. You don't get to go on the every vacation that you want to go on. There's, uh, you know, you don't get to hang out with your friends on the late, you know, Friday night or whatever, um, because you've got you've got things you need to do. Um, and then there's, of course, financial sacrifices. Mm. In the same way, we don't. You know, there's plenty of times where we're 
not going out to eat. We're not, you know, going on trips or whatever. So that's a social and a financial, you know, limit there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those, those are the three, you know, three things that you definitely notice when you're, when you're doing these things, you know, I go months without seeing my, you know, my good friends and just have to sometimes carve out a minute to, to hang out and relax. So, so all of this is really interesting. Um, we, we, we caught up to kind of like January, February now. So at this point you have your license, like you said, six weeks. So you already secured the license. So very, yeah. End of February, I was licensed and ready to go. And then immediately after that, what happened? <laughs> and uh, pretty immediately afterwards, ever, the entire world decides they're going to shut down. <laughs> so, um, you know, we had heard of the coronavirus, but of course we had no idea that it would be this. You know, we thought it was going to be another, you know, Ebola or sure. bird flu or something sure. that is a blip on the radar and we just moved right past. So it definitely was very interesting. That came again with some owning the dance, you know, running the dance studio, sure. schools are shutting down, we're having to cancel classes and refund money. And, you know, just, it, it's just a struggle. It's a hard time to be a small business owner at that time. And sure. of course, luckily, I was, st I'm still employed by the school. So, okay. you know, I'm teaching virtually, and I'm doing those things and still receiving, you know, my salary for that. But yeah, it's definitely, uh, it definitely was a, was a stressor right at the beginning. So well, I think that's huge. Cause even, even though you have started this, you know, journey down real estate, you actually still have some responsibilities in regards to like teaching and that sort of thing. So you're actually creating two streams of income at the time. Right. So that's a, that's a great move. It's a, it's, the, it's two streams of income. It's also two, uh, full-time careers. That's so, right. you know, school ends at, at, at four and, and, you know, I'm showing houses or doing whatever I need to do after that. Sometimes, you know, until nine or 10 at night. So there's definitely some sacrifice. I'm in hearing there. Uh, the hustle mentality, right? <laughs> like get off at work and then you go straight into work. That's right. That's right. Very nice. Uh, so for, for you, why, why was it real estate? I think I, I naturally gravitate to it. Like I said, we, you know, we bought our, and sold our first house that was just our, we, we, we bought it, we fixed it up a little bit, you know, the market appreciated, we sold, we sold the house, we got a check at closing, and I was like, wow, you mm. know, that's, you know, there's, I was like, that was not that bad, we you know, we lived here for two years, and then we sold the house, and, you know, now we're going to use this to pay off some loans or whatever, and, and down payment on another house, and I was like, well, that was kind of, that was kind of interesting, and, you know, my, my brother-in-law, who I obviously met after we got married, obviously. Um, he had, like I said, he owned some rental properties. Mm -hmm. He had done some flips. He had done some, as a kind of a side income for him, but he had done about 30 transactions. And so I was kind of picking his brains about, you know, just how we, what he, what he looks for, you know, and how his process worked with that. And so I just found it very interesting and found it as, you know, something that I was, willing to work a little bit on. So that's how I kind of got started on the real estate path. And then of course my, my path crossed with Paul and that just is what kind of led me to, to becoming an agent. Listen to what the universe is telling you, I guess, yeah. right? Sometimes it comes to you, you know, when, when the big Paul Newman comes right uh, up to you and says, you can, you can come, you can come shadow him for a little bit. I definitely wanted to take him up on that. So. How, how's that experience been uh, working with Paul Newman? Oh, it's been fantastic. I can't imagine a better scenario uh, for, an, uh, for 
you know, any agent, but especially a new agent, you know, he's the team that we have over there is just super supportive, uh, you know, amazing. Um, I, I feel right at home. They've helped me out. Uh, just, I can't even describe how much. Mm -hmm. So it's been, it's been great. Um, for someone that's wanting to start down this path, um, what are three things that you would tell them? In the path, let's, let's do real estate. So like if you want to get into real estate, what are three things that you think that you need to do? Well, you know, I, I, we can focus on real estate, but, you know, I really think it's very similar to it doesn't matter what you're going to do. Okay. You, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, sure. it doesn't matter if you're going to open a dance studio, if you're going to become a real estate agent, if you're going to, you All know, right. do whatever. I think, um, you know, you have to, I think it's very similar. I think, you know, I don't think the steps are that different. First off, uh, you know, I think you need to um, really get your financials in order. You know, I remember being in college and obviously being very, you know, kind of paycheck to paycheck. I had a small, you know, eight, eight dollar an hour job. And what were you doing? I was, <laughs> I was driving, uh, delivering uh, drugs, medical drugs, okay. legal drugs, uh, <laughs> medicine. I guess I should have said medicine, not drugs. <laughs> For, Good stuff. for a pharmacy here. Uh -huh. And so I would drive, you know, I would drive. Uh, in Statesboro? Yeah, it, it's, oh, it's, in, cool. it's in Statesboro. Uh, but we would deliver all over to, I mean, Augusta, St. Simons. That far out? Mm -hmm, yeah. Really? Because um, they would contract with like group homes or okay. uh, retirement homes and we would take shipments. Not of, individuals though, I guess. Right? No, no, no. It was a corporate. Okay. Like, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Not like a yeah, CVS yeah, yeah. or anything like that. So, um, but I just remember saving up and hitting that first, I remember I had a goal that, cause my, my truck broke down, we sold the truck for whatever it was worth cause I couldn't afford to fix it. I was leasing a car. I did not have my stuff in order, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I just remember thinking like, if anything really went wrong, cause I couldn't afford to fix my truck, so I sold it. And I leased a car for like $200 a month, whatever. And it's just basically as cheap as I could find in the gas efficient car. And I just remember thinking, if anything else goes wrong, I really don't know what I'm going to do. Because I really, you know, my parents very supportive, but I wasn't trying to call them and say, I don't have any other option but for mm -hmm. you to send me money, you know, at this point, um, the senior year in college. And I just remember thinking, like, I need to start saving up money. So I really started looking at, like, how much I was spending at the bar, mm -hmm. how much I was spending mm -hmm. eating out, you know, and and stopping eating out when I was working and doing things like that. And so I, I remember when I first saved the $1,000 in my savings mm -hmm. or my checking account or whatever, and I saw that fourth digit, I just went, man, that feels really good. And I nice. was like, just immediately, I was like, all right, now I want to get 2000. And That's then, right. you know, and it just kind of like sparked a, you know, at, up until that point, I had not been really educated or thinking about financials as much. You know, I just was kind of a, you know, going through college, you know, going through, you know, just, not it wasn't a big priority for me so mm -hmm. um but if i didn't start at that time and you know and that's about the time yeah i had met stephanie junior year and we were in a we were in a long-term relationship at that point I, i'm not sure if we were engaged at that point but we were kind of mm -hmm. on the same page she was bartending and um i remember we were just talking about finances and stuff like that and we were just we're both on the same page as far as you know trying to save be a little frugal you know and so we we started trying to hit financial goals like that. And so I think if we didn't do that, then we would never have been in a place in just two or three years to be starting and investing in our own business. And mm -hmm. so I think, you know, you just have to, 
I didn't mean to go on, on like a huge tangent no, huge. on, on this, on it's this important. first thing, but, um, yeah, I think just getting your financial, you know, self in order, you know, like we weren't in great shape. We both had student loans. You know, like I said, I was leasing a car, we were renting a house. We didn't have any assets. We mm -hmm. were just all debt, you know, but just, just kind of getting your budget in line is just, and having some self-control and some discipline financially will let you take those risks when you're ready to take those risks. So, that, so that's important, right? So get, getting your finances in order. Yeah. Uh, what's number two? What would you say? I hate to, I hate to um, repeat myself, but I think just having that discipline, you know, be ready to sacrifice and having that discipline is a, is a really big, um, sometimes you can't do the things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't get to, you know, do the things your friends are doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you've got to say no to people's face, you know, say no to invitations and say no to um, whatever it is. I mean, you know, just in recent memory, I know that me and Stephanie have, you know, at this point, we're still a new business, you know, we're under five years. And, and it's, you know, there's a high percentage of businesses that fail during that time. And a lot of it is just due to spending being out of control. And so I mean, I can, you know, in, in recent memory, I know that I've, we've said no to certain vacations and certain, mm -hmm. you know, just things, you know, just driving the old car until, you know, with no payment, because that's, you know, that's the responsible thing to do. And um, so you have to be willing to sacrifice a little bit if you want that long, you got to have that long term goal in mind. Where, where, where does your discipline come from? You have to keep your goals and focus, okay. you know, because it's a long term goal. You know, sure. it's not going to happen. And, no, you know, no matter what you do, you can't have you can't do it all in a year. You know, you're talking about if, you know, if you're talking about a career change or, you know, like Stephanie was or um, having this business support you 100 percent for the rest of your life and you're not going to have a pension and you're not going to, you know, you have to plan for those things. And so it has to be important to you every day and you have to keep your long-term, long-term goals in like a short-term focus and just keep it, you know, big picture. Um, and I think a lot of, um, I can, I, you know, I can honestly say a lot of my self-discipline and, and my habits that I formed came from my wrestling mm -hmm career mm -hmm. because I say career loosely it was not much of a career there's not much accolades um but the time that I spent wrestling I was usually on a especially my junior and senior year I was cutting weight and I had to make a certain you know weight and it's you're hungry at that time mm. and we're my, I'm in the car on a Friday night and I've got to weigh in on Saturday morning and I'm in a car with my friends and they're going through the McDonald's drive-thru and I'm hungry. Mm. I have not eaten today. I know that I have to go home and I have to run to lose more weight before the morning, but I'm spending this time, you know, hanging out. And I just, I, I always think about it and it's, I'm in the car, my girlfriend's next to me, my friends are in the front seat and they're like, Bo, do you want anything? And I did want something. I wanted a lot. <laughs> I wanted to eat the whole menu, but what's important to me was not important to my friends and vice versa. So I had to weigh in the next morning. So you got to say no. And then, you know, I still, you know, I still remember this. Um, my girlfriend hands me her hamburger and says, hold this. I got to run in. They didn't give me something. And she hands it to me. And I just remember looking at it and I'm like, I could just take a bite of this, you know, and you can't do it because you have that long-term goal. So you have to keep it in focus. So I think about 
that that's huge those nights you know um and that keeps me that's where I learned some habits that that are you know that which is why I believe that's why I love coaching wrestling you know I believe it teaches like you know discipline and 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 things that you can take on through your life but I you got to stay focused you know even though you're hungry you may not be able to you may not be able to eat right now you know I could eat I took big I took a bunch of leftovers for Saturday morning after the weigh-ins you know um and that that's how I have to look at it. So how how much how much sweeter was like that victory? Like at the moment that you like delayed that satisfi- satisfaction, right? So like what what you're talking about is delayed gratification. That's right. Right? And not uh, sacrificing for what you have now. So for the future, it looks that much better. That's right. I, I still like my Thanksgiving stuffing cold. Yeah. Okay, because I'm used <laughs> to eating it refrigerated in my bag after weigh-ins the Saturday after Thanksgiving because we always would wrestle on that Saturday after Thanksgiving. And so I would never be able to eat, you know, that Thanksgiving dinner like I wanted to, you know. Uh-huh. I'd pack it up, put it in the fridge, and then Saturday morning I'm eating it cold in the bleachers of some high school. And, um, you know, I still, I still love le- leftover Thanksgiving, you know. So it's, it's much better when you can look back and, you know, say, I did what I need to do, look where I'm at now, and you still get, it's better, you know, mm-hmm. it's better. So that's, that's, a, that's definitely where I, I can attribute a lot of my habits from. And now a word from our sponsors. Make the move, make the right move, make the move, make the move, make the right move, make the move, what's the move, PMG the move. Yo, what I tell you, you heard it here first, give us a call, we'll be waiting. All right, I'm back with Bo, and uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, so, so we left off on the two things. We have, you know, um, get your finances in order, and then the second thing is uh, discipline, uh, delayed gratification, and what do you think is that third thing that you would like someone that wants to kind of, you know, move into, you know, owning their own business, so forth and so on. What do you think that third thing is? I think... On top of those two things, and, you know, I would include that, be willing to work hard in that discipline, you know, because just because you have discipline, you know, you, you're you not going to be motivated every day, you know, and that's what I tell, you know, my kids that I coach, you know, you're not going to be motivated every day, but that discipline will help you, you know, work hard when you're not feeling motivated. Um, so, I, you know, including that in that point number two, and I think number three is you got to have a goal and have a plan, mm. you know, and it doesn't have to be the perfect, like we talked about earlier, you know, it can it can be a good decision and not a great decision. It may not be the path you finish on, but you got to have at least like a outline and at least a goal that you, you know, and you may change direction and you know, you may, you may shift, your priorities may shift, your, your goals may shift. And, but you got to be setting goals long-term, short-term, you know, when I got my real estate license, I had a goal to just do $1 million in sales, which is not very, you know, it's not very much, but especially with the COVID shutdown and being a new agent with no existing client list and, you know, just really unsure about how it was going to go. I just wanted to, you know, do $1 million in sales. And mm-hmm. I just felt like that was a good goal. Well, you know, of course, thank thanks to Paul and the great team at Statesboro Real Estate helping me and, and you know, uh, just really help, really helping me along. I've ended up putting a million dollars under contract 
in one month. What? Not not in my first not in my first month. It sure. T- it took it took three months of really hustling mm-hmm. and kind of learning and and contracts falling through and just some you know hard things. But I you know I put a million over like one point three under contract in one month. That's awesome. And so that's that was great. I was like, wow, like, you know, and this was my summer break from school. So, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have any school responsibilities, couldn't have any wrestling practice due to COVID. Um, so I was able to really commit to it. And then, you know, the key is not being satisfied. Mm. Right. So I hit that goal and that was great, but I was like, okay, well now I need to move the goalpost because okay. if you, if you just, if you just say I did it, you know, don't be complacent. So, you know, I have up in my wrestling room, something that my coach always was telling us is that never be satisfied, you know, never be satisfied. You know, you can be, you can hang your medals up on the wall and you can look back and say, you know, that was great what I did, but you just can't be satisfied. You know, don't be satisfied with just doing what you originally set out. I didn't know anything when I set that goal of a million. I just thought it sounded cool, mm-hmm. you know, to do a million dollars. That's in right. Sales. It and sounds very cool. I, it does. Sound cool. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on that. Well, you know, so it, it's not, it turns out it's not, very much you know it's it's in the world of real estate i mean you know that's just a sales price you know it doesn't mean anything um i just again i just thought it sounded cool so you know you'd have to be willing to self-assess reassess you know and move the goalpost for yourself and keep challenging yourself you know you can't ever be satisfied so what's that next goal for you i mean what what does that look like well sales wise i just decided that i was going to triple it. So I was like, all nice. right, I'm going to get to 3 million. Okay. And, um, and you know, and then past that, you know, my goal is to become, you know, in the, get myself into that top 10. Uh, cause you know, they, we have, it's, we have a ranking of based on sales where, okay. where you'll find Paul at the top. Okay. And, uh, but stays for Paul. <laughs> Bo's coming for you, baby. You heard it here first. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, you know, I just long term, I'm like, why not? you know, shoot for that, that top 10 in, in the, in the, in the region there. And, uh, which states for real estate has three realtors in the top 10 already. So, you know, I just want to get up in there. Um, and, and, you know, you just got to keep reassess, you know, you got to keep reassessing if something's not working, you know, and I think you know, with the dance studio, with all the, you know, the entrepreneurship, you know, just ventures that we've been a part of, I guess, in any aspect, you have to be willing to like self-assess and be like, this isn't working or this is working and need to, instead of, you know, if you're doing five different things and only one of them's working, then, you know, shift more into what is working. And it's just, I'm a big believer in that self-assessment because too many times you can get caught in that sunken cost fallacy, right? Mm. Where you've invested, you know, and that's, you've invested time, effort, money, uh, for years, sometimes lots of money and you feel like, Oh, I've got to keep pumping it in there Mm. or I have to keep going because look what I've already invested. And that's the sunken, you know, that's that's the sunken cost fallacy that you continuing to just grind on on these things that aren't working just because you're already invested. Oh, I've already put this much time. I've already put this much money. Um, so I have to keep going with it. I mean, I have, I spent four years undergrad, summer to summer grad school, five years of teaching. And if it's not satisfying me as a long, if I can't see myself doing it 30 years or, or moving in, in the direction I want to move, 
then sometimes you have to cut your losses. Mm. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's right now, but I just, with, with Stephanie running the business and, you know, with us being always on the, on the move and needing to be a little bit less rigid in the schedule, you know, I don't see myself in, you know, in 30 years still, still teaching, mm-hmm. you know, just because it doesn't fit with our kind of the work we have to do um, as business owners. So, and, you know, I think, of, you know, being a realtor is just being a small business, right? I'm just my own small business. So I've got to do the same, same things on that end. So, so, so you, you speak of that and I wanted to kind of uh, have a point in here is how do you identify? So obviously there were some factors in there that, you know, it didn't give you the freedom that you wanted. Uh, it didn't give you certain things that you were looking for in your life. Um, but how does one identify them? identify the fact that, okay, this is no, no longer serving me? Uh, I think you just know, you know, I think, you know, if you're getting up in the morning and, and, and doing what you're doing, and if you're unsatisfied, then I think you just know you have that feeling. You know, when, when we got married and came out of college, we both were on teaching schedules and it was great. Mm-hmm. And of course we were forced to make that change, right? We were forced, you know, the, the uncertainty of her position forced us into making that change and but here we are so five years later we are in a different scenario and so our schedules now aren't matching up you know we're not as we're not where I'm not where I want to be as far as flexibility and and Mm -hmm. being able to do the things I need to do to run all the businesses that we need to do you know Um, and so that's part of it but I think you just have that feeling and a lot of people are unhappy with their job and that doesn't mean you should just like throw it all up you still need to make sure your finances are in order you're ready to sacrifice and you have a plan um but if you've done all all of those things and you feel comfortable then you know i would encourage people to do that Bo, absolutely inspired uh, by your story (laughs) truly i mean you know uh i i you you had uh, we had spoken before about real estate and that sort of thing. And I'm always about pushing people, you know, I'm always <laughs> like, yo, go for it. Like, yeah, yes, this is fun, right? Like this is, this is great, but uh, absolutely inspired by, you know, your motivation, your discipline, you know, uh, your ability to say no to certain things. And I think that that's going to serve you well moving into the future as well. Uh, for the audience out there, uh, if you need to purchase a home, where do we, where, would, where do we find Bo? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me. You can email me at bo at bystatesboro.com. You can text me or call me at 678-446-6493. You can send me a text. That's the number, guys. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, or you can just find me on Statesboro Real Estate's uh, website as well. So Absolutely. Well, Bo, I wanted to thank you for your time. Anything else you would like the audience to know? Just, you know, if you've done those three things, if you have a plan, if you're willing to sacrifice and you've, you know, you've got your finances in order, I would encourage you to, you know, follow your dreams. Don't let your dreams be dreams, you know. Amen to that. (laughs) Thank you very much, Bo. Uh, We'll catch you guys on the uh, flip side and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. Thanks.